Okay, Liz, here's some quick math. The less your business spends on operations, multiple systems, delivering your product or service, the more margin you have and the more money you keep. So to reduce costs and headaches, smart businesses are graduating to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform and one source of truth. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs, you cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems, and you improve efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move. By popular demand, NetSuite has extended its one-of-a-kind flexible financing program for a few more weeks. Head to netsuite.com slash Hollywood. NetSuite.com slash Hollywood. NetSuite.com slash Hollywood. Okay, Liz, it's that time of year. No. We have to talk about it. No. We have to talk about business gifts. No. Yes. Hi, and welcome to Happier in Hollywood, the podcast about how to be happier, healthier, saner, more creative, more successful, and more productive in a backbiting, superficial, chaotic, unpredictable, fundamentally insane world. I'm Sarah Fain, a TV writer and producer living in Los Angeles, and with me is my high school friend and writing partner of 17 years, Liz. That's me, Liz Kraft, also a TV writer and producer living in L.A., On this podcast, we talk about what it's like to be writers in Hollywood, how we balance a career and friendship, and how to survive the war of attrition that is life in Los Angeles. And today's episode is all about the holidays because... Today's Thanksgiving! Happy Thanksgiving! Happy Thanksgiving! So we're going to talk about working over the holidays. Boo! We'll also debate the merits of business gifts, to give or not to give. But before we tackle all things holiday, we want to remind everyone to join our Facebook group. Yes, we are having an awesome time connecting with you guys on Facebook, and you all are connecting to each other, which is even more awesome. It's so fun. We have group discussions on everything from the length (laughs) of my commute uh, to take Jack to school to list-making apps to help you with your list-making. It's a ton of fun. So just search Facebook for Happier in Hollywood and ask to join the conversation. All right, Liz, let's dive into our segment from the treadmill desks of, in which we talk about what's most pressing in our psyches. Um, And today it's a question. Do you work over the holidays and how do you balance work and family time? Well, every single year, we swear to ourselves that we are not going to work over the holidays. We start saying this to each other in September, and we'll usually bluster about it several times in whatever writer's room we happen to be in. We're not working over the holidays. We're drawing a line in the sand. Not going to (laughs) happen. And then almost every year, we end up working over the holidays. Wah, wah. Now, okay, partly this is because of the Hollywood pilot, the TV pilot schedule. Right. So we should just explain that everyone pitches ideas like late summer, early fall, and then you have to do an outline and you have to write a script. And inevitably, you get notes right before the holidays. Inevitably. And so then you have to do the notes over the holidays. Because they always say that they're going to start making decisions in early January. Now, this is never true. Right. But you still have to be ready for that just in case for once it's actually true this year. 
Right. You don't want to be the person who's like, sorry, not doing the notes until January 3rd. Right. And then you somehow lose out on getting your pilot picked right. up. That's Even the though... year the president of the network is like, I'm doing it early. Yes. What can also happen, which has happened to Adam before, happened to us last Christmas, you mm-hmm. can jump on to writing something really late. Yeah. Like last year, we started a project after Thanksgiving. Yeah. So then we were doing a first draft over Christmas, and it was just crazy it was schedule. Brutal. Yeah. Um, yes, I was. I had plans to go to Hawaii, thinking I was going to have a delightful, relaxed vacation, um, and instead I was literally sitting on the balcony you know, while my parents were on the beach with Violet, (laughs) just like (laughs) typing away. Uh, See, I can work in L.A. over the holidays, but I cannot work in Kansas City. Like, my body just says no. (laughs) So, like, I'd rather just not go than have to work while I'm there. And I've done that. I've skipped going home a couple of times because I just knew that I had too much work to do. Yeah, but I wasn't going to be like, sorry, whole family, we're not going to Hawaii now that I'm doing this pilot. So I felt like, plus I am glad we went because it really was a great trip. And I would rather be sitting on a balcony looking over the ocean than just sitting at home. See, I wouldn't. That would send me into a depression spiral. <laughs> right. If I was looking at the ocean and writing, I, I don't you like that. You would just hate it. <laughs> now, at least, though, I will say Violet had a great time while you were working. Great so time. So what would you have done if you were home? You would have had to have, like, help constantly. Yeah. And it, she would have been have, miserable. Yes. Yeah. In that sense, it's much easier. Now, I will point out, Sarah, that, okay, there are times we have to work because we're doing pilots and that's it. What yeah. I find really annoying in our business, and I'm sure this happens to people in all sorts of businesses, Yeah is like our showrunners might not plan well mm-hmm. and assign work over Christmas. I don't like that. I don't like that either. And it does happen a lot. I think a lot of the time shows get behind before yeah. Christmas and people try and use that time to catch up. So they'll assign a bunch of work that people are supposed to come back having accomplished. Yes. And it's just... Uh, it's just, I think it's not right. I don't think it's right either. And a lot of times it falls to like the low people on the totem pole to have yeah. to do that work because it's like, well, sorry, story editor, like you're not going to get paid much and you're also not going <laughs> to have a holiday. Now, one year, Sarah, when we were really under the gun, mm-hmm. Gretchen, my <laughs> sister, who I co-host Happier with Gretchen Rubin with, she just said, you know what? I'm going to buy all of your Christmas gifts because you're too stressed out. I'm going to do your shopping for you. And she, this is before I had a kit. I mean, right. obviously she's not buying Jack's presents, <laughs> right. but like in my family, we do like an exchange thing and we do each other's stockings. And my sister took over my holiday gift buying, and that was magical. She also paid for everything, which was very nice. Even more magical. (laughs) Even more magical. No, that in itself is an incredible gift. Yes. Like, that was Gretchen's gift to you that year. Yes, it was. That was was a a, great gift. Yes. Now, I mean, so many people, like, you have to work. Right. Well, like Olivia, your sister-in-law. Yes. She's a morning host in Phoenix. Yes, in Phoenix, Arizona. And, like, it just... Of course, you're not going to not have a morning show on Thanksgiving. <laughs> so, like, oftentimes she'll have to work on an actual holiday. Ugh. And I feel like she's just accepted it. Like, yeah. she just knows her time comes around when she has to work that day. And she just sort of takes it, you know, and does it um, with, as far as I can tell, a good attitude. Yeah. Maybe it's kind of fun 
in some ways because it's like a special, different kind of day. I mm-hmm. mean, it sounds awful to me, but she has a good attitude. Well, she's already accepted that she has to get up at like 3 in the morning that's or something true. insane. After you do that every <laughs> yes, day. Yes, that's true. What's working on <laughs> yeah, Christmas? Exactly. Yeah, and my stepsister was an ER doctor for a long time. She missed every Christmas. Oh, yeah. You know, she'd just imagine a busy day at the ER, and she was always, always there. I'd see her for like an hour, and then she'd be gone. Yeah, I mean, there are places like, okay, hospitals, you have to have doctors, nurses, mm-hmm. custodians, gas stations. I mean, you have to right. have someone working at the gas station, you know. All these places that just stay open. I mean, I think even Starbucks, like I think baristas have to work on Thank Christmas. Thank God. <laughs> you couldn't survive. <laughs> as long as the drive throughs open, I'll be okay. Right. So then the question is, how do you cope? Right. If you have to work over the holidays, how do you cope? How do you balance? Yeah. Well, I think, you know, one thing we talk about a lot on this show and on Happier is reframing. Yeah. So just like in episode 26, we talked about a season of sacrifice. Mm -hmm. So maybe if we have to work over the holidays, we have to just say, this is a season of sacrifice. I'm not going to have the holiday that I would dream about because I'm doing this other very important thing, and that's just a season of sacrifice. Yeah. Makes me sad. I know that sounds depressing. I mean, I'm wondering if it's more about compartmentalizing. Okay. Because... You don't want your whole holiday to be a season of sacrifice. It's right. supposed to be a season of celebration. Right. Like, do you sort of compartmentalize specific times to celebrate mm. that are just shut off from okay. all work? Like, okay. I am not going to work on Christmas Eve. I am not going to right. work on New Year's Day. Right. You know, whatever the important days are for you, set aside at least two or three of them. Yeah. And just shut off the work. Yeah. I mean, I think part of it to that point is making sure you keep your traditions. Yes. So you don't want to say, okay, well, this year we're not making the gingerbread house because we just don't have time. That's when you really start feeling like your holiday has been stolen from you. And especially, obviously, if it's anything kid related. Like. You can't say we're not going to see Santa because mommy's too busy. Right. Yeah. I just went through this with Halloween a few weeks ago. I did, too. Yeah. My mom was in the hospital. (laughs) We had a huge, huge deadline. My mom was actually getting out of the hospital at trick-or-treating time. Oh, my gosh. And I was just like, I'm going trick-or-treating. You had to. I just have to make a hard choice. It sucked. But we had a great time trick-or-treating and, you know. My mom was okay. Everything worked out. Okay, I have to say, I went the other way on that, Sarah, and I didn't even have a parent in the hospital. I was just stressed over our work (laughs) deadline. So uh, we did not carve a pumpkin. Uh I let that go, and I am beating myself up. Like, why did I not do pumpkins with Jack? So I can't do that again. I have to not let those traditions go. Go. Right. It's about setting that intention. And and having the boundaries around that time. Yeah. I'm just I am not good at compartmentalizing. Like it's mm. really hard for me. I just feel the stress. Right. And yeah. that's what I need to work on. Hey. Maybe my meditation practice will be helping me with yes. that. Yes. Yes, indeed. Now, okay, we can't talk about like working on the holidays without pointing out some people like working on holidays. They do? Yes. <laughs> Because some people hate the holidays. Oh, yeah. Well, that's true. So it's like actually could be a great distraction for people who 
find the holidays sad because they've lost someone mm-hmm. or they just don't like a lot of conflict can surround holidays. Oh, yes, that's true. So some people would rather work and often you get overtime. You get like time and a half or double time if you work on a holiday. So for some people, it could be a great thing. Right. You know. Yes. To have that to go to. Yeah. As a like solace in a way. Yeah. 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 So it's an interesting topic because I feel like there's just so much kind of drama surrounding the holidays in general. And then if you add work into it, it just and partners who resent their partner working or parents. I mean, Kids who resent their parents working. I mean, it's yeah. just a whole thing. I went to Africa one Christmas to get away from that with my family. Yes. And then you took your mom with you. And then so. my mom decided to come. But <laughs> oh, well, I tried. Anyway, let us know if you work over the holidays. If so, how do you feel about it? Do you like being productive or do you resent working when everyone else is drinking cocoa? Email us, or better yet, record a voice memo and send it to happierinhollywood at gmail.com. Coming up next, we debate business gifts. But first, a message from our sponsor. Liz, there is nothing I love more than having a delicious meal that I didn't have to cook, which is why I have been getting no prep, no mess meals from Factor. Meet your wellness goals in time for summer thanks to the menu of chef-crafted meals with options like Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Factor's fresh, never-frozen meals are dietitian approved and ready to eat in just two minutes. So no matter how busy you are, you'll always have time to enjoy nutritious, great-tasting meals. Last night, I had blackened salmon with broccoli and with cauliflower rice. It was so delicious. It was the perfect dinner. Head to factormeals.com slash HIH50 and use code HIH50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code HIH50 at factormeals.com slash HIH50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. So now it's time for a segment we call LVS, Liz versus Sarah, in which we discuss slash debate something we may not see eye to eye on. So today we're going to debate holiday business gifts. Yes. So you are a big fan of sending holiday business gifts. Yes. And I am opposed to sending holiday business gifts for the most part. So every year (laughs) as the holidays approach... We start our <laughs> tense negotiation over gifts yeah, and with different outcomes. Sometimes yeah. I win, sometimes you win. It's like whoever is the most tired loses, right. basically. <laughs> exactly. Sarah, first off, okay, talk about why you think we should be sending gifts. And when we say sending gifts, we mean to our agent, to our lawyer. We both have business managers. Mm-hmm. Um, there's various executives we could be sending gifts to. Yeah, everyone's assistants. And then there's assistants to all those people. So it's a lot of people. It is a lot of people. And in fairness, we always agree about assistant gifts. Yes. We always give cash to assistants. Yes, just to our lawyer and agent. I mean, and our assistant, obviously. And assistants in our office. Yes, the ones we are close with and work with more. Yeah. Here's why I think it's important. Okay, I'm dying to hear this. It's really just about a gesture, Well, one, I like giving gifts in general. Like, I enjoy thinking about gifts, and it's, you know, just like, it's a fun activity for me. That's a language of love for you. 
I think it is. Yes, it must be. There's one time in the year where you can sort of express your appreciation for whatever your representatives or the people that you're working closely with, like the executives that we work with all the time, that where you can express your appreciation for them and where you can kind of make like a collegial statement of like, hey, I'm thinking about you. We're in this together. Okay. Um, you are not convinced not well, no. even a little here's my thing like with people that we pay i mean right we give 10 percent of our income to matt solo yeah and which WME, is a lot our agency yeah we give five percent of our income to our lawyer and i'm like we are paying them a lot right. so then on top of that we have to buy them a gift like our lawyer <laughs> who i love who by the way gives great gifts great gifts but i mean he has to read a contract for us like once a year right you know what i mean <laughs> yeah. and we're giving him for that five percent of our income yeah so then we also need to give him a gift for the pleasure of taking our money i mean <laughs> i see your point but i don't know it's not like it's not like we're giving him a holiday gift that's worth like five percent more it's just a bottle of wine well that's true you know i'm i'm not like saying we should get him a ferrari right (laughs) Um, although he might like one i don't know he would and like matt (laughs) yeah love him don't need a gift matt should you be listening but he's never sent us a gift no he's not a gift guy not at all so it's like and also do people want stuff i mean that's the other big factor like Everyone's trying to get rid of stuff. Right. So then we're just like adding to the clutter. I mean, a bottle of wine. Yeah. People like bottles of wine. Yeah, I guess they do. That's tr- I like getting bottles of right. wine. Right, exactly. Should anyone be wondering? Right. Yeah. Um, I don't white. think it's... <laughs> yes, white for Everyone me too. Everyone gives red. I like getting white. Um. You're right. You don't want to get people things that they're just going to toss. But like our lawyer, as you said, is a tremendous gift giver. Yes, um, he really is. He really is. Last year, he gave, I assume, all of his clients Ugg boots. Yes, which were great. And he got everyone's size. Yeah. Yeah, that was wonderful. Yeah. He also gave us a really cool keychain with our initials that, like a few years ago that I'm still using. Yeah. He I'll, gave us... You know what? I'll Instagram a picture of my keychain. Oh, that's good. And I'll Instagram a picture of the beautiful like suede clutch. Yes. He did one year. That was great. I mean, I don't know if he's just like super kind of on trend or if his wife is like really involved with the gift giving or someone at the law firm somebody is good yes 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 i don't know i mean you make me feel like (laughs) such a scrooge it's hard because you don't want it to be something that takes a ton of time we don't have a ton of time right which is why we often go to the call Wally's. And yes, <laughs> Wally's is a wine, wine delivery place. Yeah. Now, one year we gave executives, this I liked. Yes, We this gave was fun. some executives we were working with, we had a pilot that we were hoping would get ordered, the selection. Mm-hmm. And we must have felt very confident because we gave every, <laughs> we had mugs made with like a picture of the book cover because it was mm-hmm. based on a book. And we filled them with chocolate kisses and put it in pretty cellophane. And we gave all the executives who were working with us on that project a mug. And it was just fun. Right. And that to me, I liked because it felt personal. Yeah. It really felt like this is what we're doing together. And like, here's a hopeful gesture for the new year. Mm -hmm. And it just felt appropriate. So like that I loved. And the pilot did get made. And the pilot did get made. Now, if we did that and then the pilot didn't get made. Yeah. That's not so fun. Yeah. 
It didn't go to series. It didn't. That's true. <laughs> Maybe our mugs doomed it. Right, exactly. And in terms of getting gifts, it's sort of all over the place. Like we said, our agent doesn't give gifts. Our lawyer does. Studios we work for, sometimes they do. Sometimes they don't. Right. Well, Warner Brothers. Warner Peter Brothers. Roth, yes. Oh, my God. He's a big gift giver. Best gift giver ever. Yeah, he gave us like a Jonathan Adler cashmere throw that I use like every night of my life. I use that throw. Yeah, and another year he did this beautiful. It was it's a cashmere blanket and eye mask set for travel. That was like great. the blanket folds into a little uh, case that makes it like a pillow. That was a great gift. Yes, and for birthdays he gives personalized stationery. Yeah. And he always sends a handwritten note along with these things, mm-hmm. which that's got to take him hours. Yeah. But I don't need gifts. You know what I mean? Like, I don't, like, tally who's giving us gifts and who's not, despite what it may sound like on this segment. (laughs) No, but when you think about it in retrospect, I am really impressed, again, by Peter Roth. Yes, yes. You know, I'm not sitting here thinking, like, oh, so-and-so didn't give us a gift. So-and-so didn't give us a gift. But I am really appreciative of Peter. Now, I mean, the other thing, Sarah, is for some people— Holiday business gifts are incredibly anxiety-provoking. Yes. Like, we know someone who has this ritual with one (laughs) of his representatives where it's like he gets a really elaborate, thoughtful gift Uh that he might start thinking about before Halloween. Like, what am I getting this year? What am I getting this year? It seems like he thinks about it all year. Yeah. And it's not like 50 bucks either. It could be $500. Yes. Or more. Yeah. Right. No, he really, somehow they got into this pattern of him just like really, really, really putting a tremendous amount of thought and effort into every gift. And now it feels like the representative expects that he feels like he has to kind of every year beat what he did the year before. Right. So it just spirals. Yes. So that is not a situation I would want to be in. Right. You know. We have not set high expectations. We are in no danger of being. We that are way, in yeah. the bottle of white, bottle of red. Uh, <laughs> yeah. You know, whatever costs seventy five dollars exactly. category. <laughs> um, so there's that, and then there's also uh, the danger in gift giving of seeming too thirsty. Right, like you're desperate to have a connection with someone. Right. Therefore, you're giving them a gift. To sort of show, hey, look at our connection. We're so close. We exchange gifts. And the person on the other end is like, I don't want a gift from you. Right. And that's a category I never want to be in. Right. We've been recipients of gifts in that category, Yes, I would say. So it's all about just like figuring out who's really an appropriate gift recipient for you. The people that you're closely working with in some form. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I mean, as you know, I would be fine giving no one gifts except right. <laughs> for a few assistants who I know need cash. I wouldn't feel guilty about it at all. Right. I do think there's a trend away from business gifts. Like, I feel like they used to be more elaborate. Mm-hmm. I mean, even on shows, like a big thing on TV shows is the crew gift every year. Every year, all the producers get together, pool their money, and buy a crew gift, often a jacket, a sweatshirt, and or a bike. Mm -hmm. If it's, you know, a really successful long-running show, we've never been on a show that did a bike. But I feel like even crew gifts are getting smaller. Yeah, that's probably true. You know what I mean? Yeah. 
like I feel like they used to be a lot bigger of a deal, and now mm-hmm. it's like, okay, we have to get a crew gift. What can we get away with? You know. Right. Yeah. Um, having said that, I love giving crew gifts. I think that's appropriate and fun. Right. And I'm not a Scrooge about crew gifts. <laughs> and everyone on the show contributes. It's like at a certain level. Yeah. Yeah. Anyone, I think, producer or above, and often the lead actors go yes. in together. Yes. So it's a very community-oriented thing. And to be clear, what we mean by crew gift is a gift for everyone who works on the set. Um, Everybody who works on the show, basically, who is not a writer or a producer. Although we also get the gifts. Oh, yes, we do. (laughs) So let us know where you land on this debate, to gift or not to gift. Do you have a favorite business gift that you've received, or do you have one that you like to give? Post a picture on Instagram using the hashtag Happier in Hollywood. And now it is time for this week's Hollywood hack. Hire a company to do your Christmas lights. Yes, it costs a lot. I mean, yeah. there's no way around that. Right. But it looks amazing and it makes life so much easier. And to be clear, we're talking about the lights like on your house outside and lights on trees outside, not like the lights on your Christmas tree inside. Right. I mean, like outside decorative Christmas lights. Although a lot of people, by the way, do hire people to do their Christmas tree lights also. But we're not there yet. <laughs> Now, it is expensive, but a lot of the cost initially is buying the lights. Mm -hmm. So once you have the lights year to year, the cost does go down. So the first year it costs a ton and then it costs less after that. Right. And it's like I know like I love holiday lights and there is no way it's happening if I have to do it myself. I mean, I don't even know how to do it for starters. Forget the time it takes. Right. I would like ruin my house if I did that. Well, and it just makes such a huge difference every day when I drive home. I love to see my house all lit up for the holidays. Like, it just makes me feel so festive and happy. And they, like, I do this big tree in my yard and the front of the house. And it's just like, suddenly it's real. It's a real holiday all of a sudden. Yeah. Again, it's just that warm, cozy feeling that you like to have over the holidays. Um, Okay. Now, I do have a tip, Sarah. Because I have, I say this from experience, when you have your lights put up, set the date you want them to come and take the lights down. Because I have had it happen where I pay someone to come put up lights, uh-huh. and then I'm like, okay, I'll call you when, you know, I'm ready for them to come down. And I just never called. <laughs> and the lights were just straggling there for like three years until Oh, my we, God. Yeah. And they didn't work anymore because, of course, they'd been through all this weather. (laughs) And um, it was a disaster. And then I just really, it looked, you know, pretty sloppy to have some old Christmas lights dangling from the house. (laughs) Um, Or I should give you the name of my company because they just come and take them down. Oh, all right. I need your company. Yeah. After the holidays, they just show up and then they put all the lights in a bin on the front step and you move them to the garage. Okay. I need to do that. Yeah. Ooh. It's going to be a lot, but I'm going to do it. And do they damage the house at all? No, no, they're great. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Up next are holiday celebrity sightings, but first an ad break. 
I don't know about you, but we're always looking for ways to get our kids involved and give back in our local community. That's why we're excited to tell you about Student Visionaries of the Year, a campaign by the Leukemia and Lymphoma Society, which is the largest nonprofit organization dedicated to creating a world without blood cancers. Student Visionaries of the Year is a seven-week philanthropic leadership development program for high school students. Participants form strong teams and fundraise in honor of a pediatric blood cancer survivor in their local community. I would love for Violet to do this program when she's in high school. This program is transformative. It not only helps students develop valuable life skills like project management, communication, financial literacy, and entrepreneurship, not to mention it looks great on college applications, but most importantly, it's also a chance for them to engage in meaningful work within their community and make a real impact on blood cancer patients and their families. You can learn more about Student Visionaries of the Year or even nominate a student at lls.org slash students. That's lls.org slash students. All right, Liz, before we say goodbye, it's time for Celebrity Sightings, the holiday edition, (laughs) where we share what celebrities we have seen over the holidays in the past. Yes. So here was my exciting celebrity um, sighting over the holidays. One year, I was in Kansas City with uh, my mom and I think my sister at Halls, which is was a department store on the plaza. It's my favorite place yeah, on the like planet, the and I'm still mourning the fact that it's not there anymore. <laughs> anyway, we're in the shoe department, mm-hmm. and there was Deborah Winger. Deborah Winger, who's been at, you know, <laughs> Terms of Endearment, Officer, Officer and a gentleman. gentleman, Urban Cowboy. I mean, yeah. she's like a legend. Know, a legend. And she was there trying on shoes at Halls. And I mean, we were all <laughs> like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. It's Deborah Winger. And I believe we followed her around a little bit as <laughs> my mom and I also did the same with Jackie Onassis back in Nantucket, like <laughs> in the 80s. Um, okay. So we're not above following celebrities. <laughs> uh, but anyway, I saw Deborah Winger in Kansas City. Very exciting. That is exciting. Did you, Have you had celebrity holiday sightings? Yeah, I had a good one when I first moved here. I worked for an actress, Lauren Holly, and at the time she was dating a friend of Matthew McConaughey, Mm. who I loved. He was your number one celebrity crush. Number one. Yeah. Big time. Um, So she started... Bigly. (laughs) Bigly. She started dating a friend of his, and she was having a Christmas party, and I was like, oh my God, I bet you Matthew McConaughey is going to be at this Christmas party. And I was right. He was at the party. He gave me a hug said, like, I had a nice smile, so not in a lechy way, just in a nice way. And I floated for maybe six months. Oh, I remember when you came home from that party. <laughs> we were living together at the yeah. time. And you were like, Matthew McConaughey liked my smile. <laughs> oh, it was a joyful day. It was. <laughs> Thank you, Matthew McConaughey. And that's it for this episode of Happier in Hollywood. How do you feel about working during the holidays? Where do you draw the line? Email us or send us a voice memo at happierinhollywood at gmail.com. Thanks for listening, and please subscribe if you haven't already. And if you like the podcast, give us a review in Apple Podcasts. It really helps new listeners find us. Thanks to our producer, Jennifer Lai. Also, thank you to Kristen Meinzer and Andy Bowers of Panoply. Thank you to Gretchen Rubin. Happier in Hollywood is part of the Onward Project. 
Get in touch. I'm on Instagram at Liz Craft and Sarah is at S Fain. You can find us on Twitter too. I'm at Elizabeth Craft and Sarah is at Sarah M. Fain. Until next week, I'm Sarah Fain. And I'm Liz Craft. Thanks for joining us. It's a fun job. And we enjoy it. I do need to get the name of that company. I need to get this done. Yeah. Boffa, actually, can you um, put that on our calendar? Our to-do list is calling the Christmas company. Thank you. (laughs) 